1: Hey, math fans, Jason Marshall, Math Dude here with your weekly dose of quick and dirty tips to make math easier. Quick, what's one-fourth plus three-fourths? If you remember your math from school, you probably know that the answer is one. How about 1 fifth plus plus three-fourths? Aha, uh-huh, not so easy this time, right? Adding one-fourth to three-fourths is fairly straightforward because the denominators of both fractions are the same. But adding one-fifth to three-fourths is not so simple, and that's because the denominators are different. So how do we solve problems like this? We start by finding what's called a common denominator, which is exactly what we're going to learn how to do today. Before we learn how to add and subtract fractions, we need to learn how to find a common denominator. And before we do that, we need to make sure we're up to speed on some key fraction fundamentals. In particular, when we first talked about numerators and denominators, we learned that the denominator of a fraction tells you how many equal parts a whole, and that could be a whole pi, a whole year, a whole iPhone, or a whole anything else, is broken into. And the numerator of a fraction tells you how many of those equal parts the fraction contains. So the 4 in a fraction like 3 fourths means that we're breaking a whole number of somethings up into 4 equal parts. And the three and three-fourths therefore tells us that this fraction represents the amount we get when we take three of those four equal pieces of something. Okay, easy enough. Now let's take a look at what this all means when doing simple addition and subtraction of fractions. To start with, what happens if we want to take that three-fourths of something from before and add it to one-fourth of that something? Well, common sense, and as we'll thankfully see, math, tells us that we end up with one whole something. How about if we start with one whole something and subtract one-fourth of that something from it? Of course, we end up with three-fourths of whatever that something was we started with. These basic facts have essentially become common sense to us after the hours and hours we've spent dealing with and thinking about things like pizzas, pies, and everything else in the world that can be broken into fractions. As most of us learned way back in the day, if we start with a whole pie and remove a fourth of it, presumably with our mouths, we're left with three-fourths of a pie. If we instead start with three-fourths of a pie and then somehow, I'm not sure I want to know how, add one-fourth of a pie back to it, we not surprisingly get back our whole pie. What makes problems like this fairly intuitive and even easy to think about is the fact that all of the fractions are written in terms of what's called a common denominator. In other words, they're written in terms of the same kind of somethings, be it equal portions of apples, pies, or whatever.
0: Start your electric journey right here, right now. With a Volvo XC90 Recharge, our plug-in hybrid SUV with extended range for more everyday electric journeys on a single charge with a hybrid option for longer adventures. Contact your local retailer to book a test drive or design your own vehicle at volvocars.com US. The Volvo XC90 Recharge Plug-In Hybrid. The electric car with a backup plan.
1: In situations like this, all you have to do to add or subtract fractions is add or subtract their numerators, since that tells us the total number of somethings you have, and then write this over the original denominator to put the answer back in terms of those somethings. For example, since both fractions in 3 fourths plus 1 1/fourth share the denominator 4, We find the answer by adding the numerators, 3 plus 1, to get 4, and then writing this over the original denominator, 4, to find that 3 fourths plus 1 fourth is equal to 4 fourths. As we learned when talking about simplifying fractions, this fraction, 4 fourths, is equal to 1. For the problem 2 thirds minus 1 third, since both fractions are written in terms of the same common denominator, we can subtract the numerators to get 2 minus 1 is equal to 1, and therefore find that 2 thirds minus 1 third is equal to 1 third. No big shock, I know. But the key thing here, which is why I keep repeating it, is that it's easy to add fractions if they're written in terms of the same common denominator. Which quite naturally leads to the question, how do you rewrite fractions in terms of a common denominator? The easiest way to find a common denominator for a pair of fractions is to multiply the numerator and denominator of each fraction by the denominator of the other. So if you're trying to rewrite one-third and one-sixth in terms of the same common denominator... All you have to do is multiply the top and bottom of 1 3rd by 6, which is the denominator of 1 6th, and the top and bottom of 1 6th by 3, which is the denominator of 1 3rd, to find that 1 3rd is equal to 1 times 6 over 3 times 6, or 6 18ths, and 1 6th is equal to 1 times 3 over 6 times 3, or 3 18ths. Why does this work? Because, as we know from our experience with simplifying fractions, one-third and six-eighteenths are equivalent, as are one-sixth and three-eighteenths. So the trick we learned is nothing more than a method for quickly finding equivalent forms of fractions written in terms of the same common denominator. As usual, notice that once we've rewritten these fractions in terms of a common denominator, we can add or subtract them with ease. So, 1 third plus 1 sixth is just the same as 6 eighteenths plus 3 eighteenths, or 9 eighteenths, which can be simplified to 1 half. 1 third minus 1 sixth is equal to 6 eighteenths minus 3 eighteenths, or 3 eighteenths, which can be simplified to 1 sixth, and so on. While this method of finding a common denominator will always work, it's not necessarily the best method to use in every problem. Why? Well, the short answer is that it will often leave you with a lot of simplifying to do. And as we'll find out next time, much of that simplifying can be avoided entirely by being a bit more clever about how you choose your common denominator. Okay, that's all the math we have time for today. Please remember to become a fan of The Math Dude on Facebook, where you'll find lots of great math tips posted every day. That's at facebook.com slash themathdude. You can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash jasonmarshall. And don't forget to pick up a copy of my book, The Math Dude's Quick and Dirty Guide to Algebra, available wherever fine books are sold. Until next time, this is Jason Marshall with The Math Dude's Quick and Dirty Tips to Make Math Easier. Thanks for listening, math fans.